from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Mariah Carey, a young, a young Ken LaVica, tingly towards Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, this is a classic. <laughs> I mean, he, my God. My God. That's a... It's a good love song. It's a good love song. Actually, what I want to do, we've all selected our elite love songs, our most elite love songs, and we need to spend some time breaking them down because we have generation gaps big time. I'm 38, Stone's 24. Uh, Audible Assassin Christian Cat, how old are you? 24. Right, 24. I didn't he was that. God, I'm surrounded by kids, man. Good sweet Lord. We're at the Delray Beach Open Tuesday edition. Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 106. Three Stone is in his element. The man loves tennis. The man lives for tennis. The man is living tennis right now. You were out here last night, right? I was. I was. You're coming out here this weekend again, or later in the week, over the weekend. I will be here every single day and night, or I guess night, obviously, because I do have a job. I will be out here every night except for tonight because it's Valentine's Day, and that's why it's a special edition of Ken Lovick Alive. Mm -hmm. But every single night up until the final Sunday, I will be here in Delray. Excellent. Uh, so... Uh, we've been asking, now that sports are over, where are you turning your – now that football's over, where are you turning your sports attention to? With football over, where do you turn your sports attention to? Alexander, he uh, tweets in, Air Force versus Balloons seems to be fun right now. Oh, that's awesome to tune into right yeah, now. A I lot of action. So, uh, the, I don't know if you saw the Pentagon uh, announced today that the, the balloon that they shot over Michigan, over Lake Huron, they missed the first time. A Sidewinder missile missed the first time. You know how much each of those missiles costs? $400 million. No, 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 no. $400,000. $400,000. A $400,000 miss. You think the guy still has the job? I don't know. Well, we were making fun of it after they shot the balloon over, uh, over South Carolina, where I was like, man, what if they missed? It's a balloon. Like, how bad would you have to feel if you're an Air Force pilot? Like, this dude goes up thinks he's like Top Gun. Oh, yeah. He's in his, his, his jet, and then he misses the balloon the first time with a $400,000 Sidewinder missile. What makes it worse is you got to give a call back to base, right, that you're locked on, and they got to give you the okay to fire away. Uh -huh. So you're telling the boss back in the base. <laughs> I need a second go. I'm locked on. I'm locked on. And he says, you're good. You're clear to fire. And then you got to break it to him. Oh hey, boss. Oh, my God. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. I just, I just shot $400,000 in the lake here on. <laughs> and the balloon is going probably about, like, I don't know, 15 miles. Could you imagine? Yes, it's going last. You're in your fighter jet, right? You're like, and and this this balloon is <laughs> over Lake Huron, and you shoot your missile and you miss it, and you miss it, and that's four hundred thousand dollars down the drain. There's nothing you can do about that. And doesn't then, make me feel good about the Air Force. And then now you're the absolute joke of the base. Yeah, yeah you show dude, up to breakfast dude, and, it's, and you got nicknames. You missed a balloon. Yeah, you, you got nicknames. It. It's not like you were shooting it from the ground, like a missile from the ground. This was a, from a plane. Yeah, you're making, you're making dinner every night at the base, <laughs> on the sub, you know, wherever you reside. Uh -huh. You're the chef. You're the laundry guy. I mean, you're screwed at that point. You are totally screwed. But, yes, I would agree. The ongoing saga of Air Force versus balloons, because it looks like the balloons had a, a, a at least they, they took a check mark in the W column. Uh, one, one small little uh, little win for them. That's a good sports matchup right now. Air Force versus balloon. Um, so, 
being out here at tennis now, we're going to talk with Michael Moe. It does make me appreciate the fact that down here, I mean, there is just so much. Think about it. With football over in some of the other parts of the country, like in Chicago, what are you doing right now? The answer is freezing your ass off. Right. There's nothing. The Blackhawks are bad. The Bulls are bad. You're cold. It's dark. It's miserable. You're probably paying more attention to see is Aaron Rodgers going to stay with the Packers and keep dominating the Bears. Like that's what you're paying attention to. Are right we going to resign miserable. Justin Fields? Yes. Or are we going to give him the contract that he wants? Like that's that's miserable. What a miserable existence. Miserable. Think about that. Like Seattle right now, it's just raining. It's raining. It's cold. It's bad. The whole thing's bad. The whole thing's terrible. Here, we come off of football. We got Delray tennis, right? Uh, we've got polo coming up. We got FAU basketball. Uh, we got spring training. Like we we have everything right now. You can't forget one of the big dogs right around the corner. The Honda Classic. The Honda Classic Live. is two weeks two weeks away. It's two weeks away. Two weeks away. Uh, I, I think I know the host to the only golf show mm-hmm. in Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. What's that guy's name? And the Treasure Coast. And the Treasure uh, Coast. That is uh, Ken Love Ico. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, that is that. That is uh, actually myself in Stone. You can hear us Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time here on ESPN 106.3. It's such a good point, though, Ken. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. There, there are uh, thousands of people out here right now in the. Uh, Nowhere else in the country. There maybe are a few other places. The Dallas Open just happened for for the people who know anything about tennis or just don't even need to know. They might be okay. They had some sunlight. Like they have some things going on right now. Your quarterback won the Walter Payton Award and got booed for it. Uh-huh. But good seri- job, Philly fans. S- seriously though, I, there's just no place better. Uh, I want to do something positive on this Valentine's Day. You know, the the saying is, hey, give this person their flowers, right? Give this person their flowers, and I feel like we should do that. The sports person that we're going to give our flowers to, I think that that it's a nice thing to do on Valentine's Day, right? It's a nice thing to do to appreciate those in sports that we love, that we have a deep affinity for. Like, for example, Stone, right now, you've got your flowers. You're going to give them to someone in sports. Who are, who are you handing them to? Who do you have such an adoration for right now in sports that you say, you know what, you deserve these, and you hand them a bouquet? That's a really tough question but if if i had to give flowers to somebody and he's already received a lot and i hate to do this you're going to give me a huge eye roll but it's lebron james for the same kind of sentiment that i just spoke about roger federer with and rafael nadal with like for somebody who spent their entire life and has done nothing else but invest their time he invests millions of dollars into his body his family life is awesome he's been with savannah forever and ever and I think he's the reason that I watch the NBA on a daily basis. So I'd give LeBron James for what he's been able to do and how he's been able to make me feel throughout the years. You know, I have an affinity for him. So LeBron James over my own girlfriend and my own mother. <laughs> oh, so you took it that you, you took it that far. Well, I, I felt bad as I was getting into it. I'm like, we're giving flowers to people, and you or myself have not uh, shouted out our, our, our loves. But, yeah, LeBron James comes first. Yeah. Yeah, just how it goes. Uh, so, so uh, uh, first off, baby, baby, love you. Happy Valentine's <laughs> wow. Day. Wow. Yeah, 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 do do that. I mean, she knows. She knows. Daddy's she, she coming does. home later. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> daddy's Daddy's coming home. Uh, so LeBron James. I mean, that is predictable from you. My, I'm gonna give my sports flowers to Greg Olson, Ooh. who did a phenomenal job. Mm. His first go-around Super Bowl lead analyst on Fox, especially considering this man, by the way, who crushed it, absolutely killed it in the Super Bowl. He is going to lose 
his number one analyst role to Tom Brady next year. And in the process, his salary goes from $10 million to $3 million per year. Greg Oles, that, that is the terms of that contract. I, that sucks. That leads me to believe, one, Fox better pony up or that dude has every right to, to break his contract, go somewhere else. But the amount of disrespect that he has to feel, even if Fox has assured him, hey, man, we're going to make it right, to have that public now, people to know that, hey, Dom, Tom Brady's going to, he's never done anything like this before. You just came off of a remarkable Super Bowl appearance, your first ever broadcast, and you nailed it. You absolutely crushed it in the broadcast booth during the Super Bowl. And as soon as Tom Brady rams his way in, your salary goes down $7 million. That would be tough for me to take. It would be tough for me to know that people know that now. So Greg Olson, here are your flowers. Happy Valentine's Day, pal. I mean, it's honestly one of the most like, cr- think about that. craziest articles that I had to read this morning when that came out, that he was going from $10 million to $3 million or whatever his pay cut was. It, it was honestly a hard read. It was hard for me to get through. I honestly had to double-check it, then triple-check it, didn't know if the article was true when I did see it on social media. But, hey, one thing, karma is a blah. Mm-hmm. Things are going to come around. There's going to be a company and a boss of that company, a president of that company that says, this is wrong. I'm going to give you what you deserve. So better things are coming for Greg. And also, I think this is how things happen a lot of the time. Tom Brady's going to suck now. Tom Brady's going to you flop. You think he's going to suck? I don't think he's going to suck, but... You just said he was going to suck. Like, it, it's it's almost like a, a, a... The public is going to mush this. Like, we've been waiting, and now this myth has grown that he has the 300-plus million dollars waiting for him. His illustrious career is going to be so good at this. How do we know he's going to be well, any good Well, we don't know he's going to be good at this, and that's the problem. He's not even that good of a podcast host, co-host, no. whatever you would like to call him. He's no. okay on his podcast. Um, the... The fact that he said, I'll do it in 2024, my initial reaction was, oh, that gives him time to back out of it. That was my initial reaction to it. It's interesting. That gives him time to back out of it. I wonder if he lives a year of the retired life and realizes, you know what, I kind of like just doing my own thing. I don't quite think he understands the type of grind that it takes. To do that job, to be a network television in booth broadcaster, just how much time that requires. Ask Kirk Herbstreit. Hell, ask Greg Olson. Ask Tony Romo. Is that life really for you? And Tom Brady's going to have to figure that out because I'm not quite sure that life is going to be for him. And also, it's going to require him to be around football without playing. It's going to require him to approach football from a different way. And is he going to be capable of doing that? The man who waited until he was 45 to step away from the game. That arguably cost him his marriage. Is he going to be able to be in football in that capacity? That's why I'm not convinced that Tom Brady actually starts the Fox job. You've really got my juices going because you took the route of that gives him time to back out, saying that he's going and to I wouldn't blame him. jump on a television screen in 2024. I took the approach, or my thought process was that no, he's going to align himself with Chris Berman. He's going to align himself with Kevin Harlan, guys who are going to teach him how to use his voice, when to press, you know, when to well, really hopefully. lean into something. So I thought that's what the time was, but I like yours a little better, to be completely yeah. honest with you. He is going to fall into something, and it is going to become public knowledge that, oh, he's interested in this, or he's kind of getting into this, and it's going to be his way out. I think that's absolutely more so going to happen than he's really good at this job. Um, Stephen A. Smith, I heard him 
given all sorts of flowers to Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts on first take. That's rare for, for when there's a winner and a loser and Stephen A. Smith is given flowers in the true spirit of Valentine's Day to both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. That's pretty significant, right? I mean, it's awesome. Stephen A. lives to be like, I don't think so. But he, he, he showed love to them. Yeah, last Friday we were proposing to the audience, you know, who has the most pressure in this game? And I got yelled at by you by saying that I don't think anybody has pressure in this game because both these guys are going to get love. Both these guys are damn good. They're the best at their position. They're at the pinnacle of their careers, I think, both of them. And then they did moment. end up showing out. And they both showed out. you got to give them their flowers. They almost broke the record for the most points scored in a Super Bowl. I mean, Jalen Hurts, with 35 points for the Eagles, was the most the team's had in a Super Bowl loss in existence yeah. of the damn thing. So both guys do deserve flowers. Shouts it, to them and shouts to Stephen A. for being a man and not pulling the old classic, corny, et cetera, et cetera. Hit one cards. against the other. Right. Right. It would have been easier to go. That, and and uh, I went there a little bit yesterday, in, in full disclosure. Jalen Hurts, oh, well, he uh, he fumbled and kicked that ball, and uh, maybe <laughs> it would have been better for the Eagles. But, but, he, still he, would, but he, he was awesome. Yeah. They were both awesome. And Jalen Hurts, he's got $50 million uh, coming his way yes, per year does. in a contract, and I think that solidified it, what he did Sunday in the Super Bowl. Who in sports are you giving flowers to today? Who in sports gets your flowers? One individual in sports. Me, it's Greg Olson. Because, one, the man was immaculate in his first go-around in the Super Bowl. What he's done in such a short amount of time in the broadcast booth, he is elite. He is an elite broadcaster. Greg Olson gets my flowers today. Stone says LeBron James because, well, he's a shill. He's a LeBron shill. You're a LeBron shill. You love him. You're always going to give the flowers, okay? Uh, who are you giving your sports flowers to on this Valentine's Day? 888-760-3776. 888 Tweet at us at KLV1063. 888 You know who I'm not giving sports flowers to is the man who walked up to us here at the Delray Beach Open where we're broadcasting live from to ask us what stone while we were on the air doing the show. What did, what did he ask us? Live? Well, uh, Ken, let's, let's talk a little low because here he is about 10 yards away from uh -huh. us. But he did no, come up to me. We are live on the radio. Uh, yes, we're, we're on the air. We're clearly doing a radio show, right? And he uh, leans up closer to me to the point where I do have to take my headset off and kind of hold it at arm's length behind me. And yeah. he says, hey, 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 do you know if ESPN Plus is picking up UConn's women basketball this year? Like, how in the hell do we know? I didn't what know. are we gonna? What, what did you tell him? Did you BS him and say, "Yeah, yeah, we just got word." Well, you're not gonna like this. Oh, here we go. I said, "Hey, sir, if you hang around for two or three minutes, he'll be able to answer it." Did you really do that? And I pawned him off to you. Did you really do that? And luckily, he walked away. But I swear to God, that is what I told him. I said, "Hey, sir, if you want to hang around for like two or three minutes, he'll definitely be able to answer." Christian, you. do you believe this guy? <laughs> like. How did he think I was going to react to that? Like, how <laughs> we, like I was going to be like, oh, sir, please ask me more about UConn women's basketball and if it's going to be carried here. I think it's absolute genius. Not only is it get it off of his plate, but it makes some content. I love the move. I can't get more in love with the move. Well, I didn't know how to handle it myself. I figured, I don't know the answer. Ken kind of does similar stuff to that. I don't know if UConn women's basketball is being picked up on ESPN Plus, Stone. How in God's name would I know that? Well, luckily he walked, uh, walked away. He's enjoying a Frank or whatever he's got going on. A Frank, uh, a hot dog. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, go ahead. Should we take a break or should we uh, should we have Mike jump on? Let's jump to a break. All right, let's get to a break. And then Michael Moe is joining us. He was a big winner last night here at the Delray Beach Open, getting ready for a matchup tomorrow night. We'll talk with Michael Moe when we come back. We're in Delray, Delray Tennis Center, Delray.
Delray Beach Open. A gorgeous Tuesday. He's still on the banner. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I really can't quite, I really can't quite put into words just how magnificent, how gorgeous, how amazing it is here in Delray and just how just perfect. I mean, the, the weather stone, the conditions here are absolutely perfect. And so... I want to juxtapose that against what Michael Moe had to deal with last night uh, here at the Delray Beach Open. It was a little bit chilly, a little bit chilly, but he was able to get through, and he wins at the Delray Beach Open. He'll play tomorrow night. Before we talk to him, let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Joining us now is a man who's ranked number 86 in the world, a winner last night. He'll play tomorrow night. Dennis Shepov. Uh, how do you pronounce it, Stone? Try it. I want to hear you try it. Shapovalov. Bingo. Okay, good. Bingo. Dennis Shapovalov will be the opponent of Michael Moe tomorrow night here in Delray Beach at the Delray Open. And joining us now is Michael Moore here on ESPN 106.3. Mike, thank you so much for popping by. And uh, and and I guess I want to start with this. It is Valentine's Day. Is there a uh, is there a special person in uh, in Michael's life right now? Yes, um, and actually, I just got engaged. So it's oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. How how long have you been engaged now? Uh, now, month and a half. Okay, wow. yeah, okay. So right before I started the season, end of December, <clears throat> actually, day after Christmas, um, I proposed here in South Florida. Actually, nice in Miami. Yeah, I drove down to South Florida. Her family came down from Croatia. We all went to South Florida. I told them about the plan. Right. They didn't tell her. Fortunately. And, uh, yeah, dropped down on one knee, and thankfully she said yes. Was it, like, a beach or a restaurant or, like? It was a restaurant. It was a restaurant? Yeah, in Miami. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. Congratulations. So man. that explains, or it might explain, the success of the Australian Open. Yeah. It's probably the best two-month stretch of your life, to be completely honest And with even you. if it doesn't lie about it and tell your fiancé, yeah, that <laughs> explains my success at third round of the Australian Open. I mean, I, I have to give part of the credit to her, no doubt. For sure. <laughs> See, he's learned already, man. That's great. And by, you're, you're 25, right? Yep. 25 years old. Stone's, Stone's 24 uh, has yet to be uh, engaged, so what are you waiting for? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe to become a professional at something. <laughs> <laughs> at anything. Uh, so so uh, Michael Moe joins us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, you were here last night, Stone. Yeah. It was chilly. It, it was, was chilly. chilly. How do you uh, – what, what are we talking temperature-wise? Like low 60s, upper 50s? Low 60s, upper 50s, but – you know, I had a hoodie on. I wasn't the one who was having to run line to line, sweating my ass off like Mike was last night and getting a big win but over another American kid. But I was fine. I had a hoodie on. I have no complaints. I don't know. I'm soft. And if I had to be out there and I'm playing, and because I, I mean, I've been down in South Florida enough where <laughs> anything gets under 65 degrees and I am weak. I'm layered, the whole thing. You can't play like that, though, right? Like, you're not going to put on layers to play. How did you handle that? Yeah, I mean, I actually bought long sleeve compression um, sleeves, and 
I don't know, I just felt like it was a little too restrictive. I don't like anything that's too tight. At the same time, I don't like anything that's too baggy and then it's flopping all over the place. But I did come out with some skins for my for my legs. Okay. So that helped quite a bit because I was nursing a little bit of a lower body injury, so that just kept it warm. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was good to go after that. Mike, typically the weather is obviously so nice in this area. You know, you obviously travel not only the country but the, the world, realistically, on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis. How big of a sigh of relief is it is to pop down to Delray, pop back down to South Florida? Obviously, you're on the west side of Florida. You hang out in Bradenton a lot of the time. But do you realize, hey, I picked the correct profession when you show up to a tournament like the Delray Beach Open? 100%. I mean, just being a Florida guy for the past decade now, you know, this is actually my first time playing this tournament. Yes, it is. Yeah, qualies or main draw. So um, I, I came twice prior in, in my uh, younger days, and I actually didn't even get into the tournament. Hmm. So uh, fast forward now to, you know, beat Kovacevic in a night match and, you know, have another opportunity to play a night match tomorrow. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And like you said, you know, I love playing in my home state. Um, obviously, I love traveling as well, but it's nice to, you know, be able to drive over here, play a tournament. And drive back right after, you and know. Especially tomorrow night's match up against Dennis Who Shapovolov. There it is. I don't know why I keep tripping over the first time around. I mean, it's man. hard. You trip over it. On, that, that's your boy. You Come guys on, practice Dennis. a lot of the time. You guys have kind of a back and forth. You're excited too. I did tell Ken, prepping for this interview, that Dennis was more of a hothead. So we're gonna ask Mike how he's gonna get under Dennis's yeah. skin. How like, can how, you? How do you plan on yeah. doing? Yeah. How can you get him to where he's like yelling at the the crowd and at the uh, at the the chair umpire? Well, first, I think you gotta be winning. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. I don't that's know good if you're stuff. Gonna get under his skin if uh, he's beating you up a set and a break. <laughs> I think you gotta be the one that's up a set and a break, and you know, just definitely play with a lot of energy. You know, come out, throw the commands. You know, make him show that it's gonna be a battle. You know, let him know that it's gonna be a battle, and uh, that's what I did last night, and that's definitely what I'm gonna do tomorrow. Uh, I, I want to ask you, and again, Michael Moe joins us here on ESPN 106.3. He's in action tomorrow night here at the Delray Beach Open Tennis right here in South Florida. Um, as much as tennis is a physical game, in the, the instance of tomorrow night, you're playing against someone that you train against as well. You're very familiar with him from a mental standpoint. Is there a component where, hey, you're trying to psych the other guy out? You're trying to, to get him frustrated? Like, you're not going to sit there and trash talk him across the court, but how do you do that? I mean, I think energy is the number one thing. I think that's why I came out last night. I came out with a lot of energy and you know, it just feeds to the opponent. The opponent senses when you're coming out a little bit flat or when you're coming out and you're saying, come on, first point, first game, because you know it means a lot. You know, there's different emotions that go into, you know, playing on the stadium court like that. But um, I think the only way to respond to it is just to come out with the most energy possible. And um, that's 100% what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like you said, I'm going to be respectful. Yeah. You know, go at him. Everything is for myself. But it does send a message to the guy across the net. I love I mean, that. I mean, I absolutely love to hear it. And let's stay on the topic of mindsets because I think it's obviously the most important thing in your sport. You know that first and foremost. But let's go back to last month, the Australian Open. You take down easily one of the best players in the entire world. Going into that match, what was your mindset? Leaving that match and now standing here, are you a completely different person? Because I have to imagine it changes your life taking down a guy like Alexander Zverev. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, that was the biggest one of my career. Of course. this point, not even close. Um, you know, I actually grew up with him. That's one thing that helped. You know, I wasn't intimidated by his presence or anything like that. Like, I've known him since I was 12. He's known me since I was 12. And I knew, honestly, that I could hang with him. And uh, I wanted to show the world that. And to, to get the W, 
you know, it was it was amazing because it just gave me a lot of belief that I could hang with these top guys and that I belong on the, at this level. Um, and you know, I've been finally healthy for the last year and a half, so things are starting to take stride. I have never done anything of any athletic significance <laughs> in my life, period. It's why I talk about sports, and I don't actually compete in them, especially at a professional level. Um, what does it feel like to be at the freaking Australian Open and not only win, but then win again and get into the third round and pick up, as you said, the biggest win of your career in, in that setting? How can you possibly put that into words? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, the change of emotions, because I actually... You know, I booked my flight home. Yeah. Before all of that, I booked my flight home because <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I wasn't in the draw originally. Got a call last second that I was going to be next on. Rushed over to the site. Was down two sets to love and a break. Ended up winning that match. And then, you know, fast forward the next match. Get the best win of my career. So, That's like, the change wild. of emotions and everything was just. So you thought, like, you weren't even going to take the court. You thought, like, hey, I'm here. But ah, not going to get in, and all of a sudden you're in, and yep. then you start winning. Yep. How is that even possible? How do you even get yourself like locked in, ready to do that? No, nah, I mean, thankfully, in my first round match, I rushed over to the site. They said that I was on after a match that was 6-0-2-0, and I was still at the hotel when I got that call. <laughs> and I, I rushed over. Luckily, there was a heat delay, so the match got delayed yep. for three, sure, four you were hours. able to chill for a little yeah, bit. But like walking onto the court. You know, I could barely breathe. You know, I was just running. I was packing all my stuff. I was just making sure that I was prepared. I didn't even have racket strung. Um, so all of that was just, it was a thrill of emotion. But to get that heat delay, everything kind of calmed oh down. God. I got to prepare. I got to get my racket strung. And then, um, yeah, it was just crazy. Speaking of, you know, not, not, your, not only your mindset, but you bring a camp with you. And I follow you on Instagram. I think you called them, what, the, the Light Skin Mafia? I forgot what you called them. <laughs> who's, who, who's a part of your camp? Who do you travel with? And how important are they at tournaments like this and tournaments like the Australian Open? Oh, and how fun is it traveling with the boys? Vital. Vital. I've, I've been traveling with uh, Zach Evenden for now close to like seven, eight months. So right after U.S. Open. And, you know, that's right when I made my breakthrough. You know, last year was on the Challenger Tour. After U.S. Open, I won two challenges, got to the finals of another, put myself right outside the top 100 uh, to the point where all I needed was one big result to crack through. The one big result ended up being Aussie Open. But, you know, things have been going amazing with him because I feel like we really connect on and off court. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's a really good synergy because, you know, it's one thing if the guy is telling you stuff on court, but then you go off court and you just don't vibe. Yeah. But we're vibing mm. on and off court and, I think things are going beautiful so far. Tomorrow night, Michael Mo takes on Denis Shapovalov here at the Delray Beach Open. First time I got it. That that was on smooth. the first time, that man. I feel so much better about myself <laughs> now. Uh, but Michael Moore with us here on ESPN 106.3. I mean, you are – I can't. I still – I can't believe you went all the way to Melbourne, mm. not – guaranteed to see action that's a long ass trip to go all the way there and then figure oh well i'm gonna have to just book a flight home and then at the last second you go on and then you start winning that's still i can't wrap my mind around that where the the atp tour comes out the schedule comes out and you're kind of looking you're trying to piece it through see which tournaments you're going to play where is the best place internationally michael mo says i got to be there i love that place well right now there's only one place in my mind, Delray Beach. Delray Open. Beach. <laughs> Put that on a flyer for the Delray Beach Open. Um, for, for me, I, it took me, though, until I was in my early 20s to actually have enough guts to, like, leave the country. Like, I met my, my future wife, and she's like, 
you've never left the country? I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, and then so we started traveling. I love it. Like, where internationally are you like, this is awesome. This place rules. To be honest, Australia. Yeah, I think, really. Uh, there's no accident. I won my first Grand Slam match there. I got my biggest win in my career there, first third round. I actually have a lot of family that lives there too. My mom, uh, she's half Australian herself, so every time I go there, it feels like a second home. Um, and I just love the energy there. You know, like everyone, you know, they love the tennis there. They're obsessed. You know, it's probably one of the biggest sports over there, and you really feel that energy anytime you're in Melbourne, and uh, it's contagious. You know, you just feel like you have to give it your all anytime you're there. Mike, you're finally healthy. You, you spoke about it. You like your chances here. You like the draw. I think it's pretty friendly for you. I think the way I watched you play last night was phenomenal. You looked engaged. I think it was in the second game that you're tapping to your head and looking at your box. I'm like, okay, wild move to some. But if you're really tapped in and you're telling your box I'm here, then, I mean, you're really here to win oh, matches and, and string it all along. You feel confident? 100%. 100%. You know, this is, uh, you know, what I've been working for for a while, to be playing these tournaments, this stage of ATP events, and yeah. you know, I feel like I'm more than ready. I've been prepping for a long time. You're obviously locked in on this event, but uh, you watch you watch football, you watch uh, NFL, you watch the Super Bowl, all that stuff. Of course. So of course, now that yeah. that's I don't miss a Sunday. Were you? Uh, <laughs> who's your team, by the way? Uh, Commanders, unfortunately. Oh, you're a Commanders yeah. fan, huh? Uh, oh, wow. This was a season to for, uh, forget for you. Yeah, at least I'm not bandwagon on this That's true. You admitted that in public, so that I commend you for that. That's for good. For sure. Um, uh, but, but now that football is done, where do you, if it's not tennis, where are you, you pulling your sports attention to? Um, now it goes on to regular season basketball. All right, NBA yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean, this weekend's All-Star weekend. Yep. My boy is actually playing in the celebrity game, Francis. <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm going to definitely tune into that. Let's see if <laughs> Does he... Does he have a shot? Wait, Tiafo's playing in the yes, celebrity yes, game? <laughs> yeah. That's the, awesome. The inside bet that we have going on is over under six points. Ooh, who set uh, that line? Uh, me and his uh, hitting partner, actually. <laughs> oh, man, that's think, so disrespectful <laughs> to him. <laughs> I think he's going under, though. <laughs> that's, so that's even, even more, more disrespectful. Three laughs. Four laughs. That is awesome. Now, is your NBA team, who is it? Wizards. The Wizards? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. All so Washington. Yeah. Got it. Got it. You're all Washington, yeah, yeah. Washington teams. Baseball. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, Boy, so you've had a rough ride yeah, as of Jesus. late, man. Good Jesus. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do want to ask you, though, tomorrow night, Michael Moe wins if he does what? If I come out with energy, come out with belief, and uh, really make it a battle. You know, make it as physical as possible. Make it dirty. Get it dirty. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I did last night. Mm -hmm. A couple of fists, pump, uh, fists uh, to the head, you know, <laughs> and uh, just show them that I'm ready. Well, I tell you what, my first time meeting you, I'm a Michael Moe fan. I am all in on Michael Moe. Come see him tomorrow night, yellowtennisball.com, yellowtennisball.com. He's going to take on Dennis Shapovalov right here at the Delray Beach Open. Again, yellowtennisball.com. Come see Michael Moe do his thing here in Delray. Brother, I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you for popping Thank by. Michael Moe with us here on Ken Levick Alive. More to come after this on ESPN 106.3. From love, I didn't need from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Now, on this Valentine's Day, and by the way, thanks to Michael Moe for joining us here. Winner last night here at the Delray Beach Tennis Open. He plays tomorrow night. Against who? Uh, Dennis Shapovalov. No. Dennis Shapovalov. There it is. There it is. I would say Shapovalov. You hit it Shepa. once. You went one for three. Shapovalov, yeah. I mean, that's not easy. I mean, that's Hall of Fame numbers, though, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm at the plate. Um, but 
But uh, where was I going with that? I think Liana Lewis. Yeah. So I was going to ask you. This is your. There we go. That's you're right. What, this is your number one elite level love song, Leona Lewis, who I believe was a contestant on Britain's Got Talent. Wow. That was how she came to be. Simon Cowell took her in to his pop music bosom, and she produced this. This is a random love song to pick as your most elite love song, though. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, Christian asked us earlier when we were prepping for the show, what are your guys' favorite love songs? You went with Meatloaf. I went with Leona Lewis. So so Leona Lewis is, is Stone's elite level love song. So, like, if you're sitting around with Jess, or when you first met Jess, are you like, hey... Um, baby, you're in the car, like, listen to this, and then you crank it up, and, and is that, is that you then, like, telling Jess, like, hey, I'm into you? Is that how that went down? That's exactly how it went down, but what typically happens is it turns into a competition, right? Because I have a really good singing voice, and... Oh, when, yeah, I've heard it, it's when, splendid. When Leona gets high on this song, I mean, I match... Oh, at the end, she's definitely hitting high octaves. Not like Mariah Carey prime octaves, but she's still, she's getting after it. For sure, for sure, and it turns into a competition. Jess has a really good voice, too, so it's who can be the loudest, who can hit the notes the best, who can hit that octave, octave. Is this your song? This is my song, no doubt about it. It most definitely will be played at the wedding. This is a song that we both love. I love this song. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I'm curious about Christian's <laughs> song. Christian Cat, the uh, the the audible assassin back in the Anna John Levine accident at Durney Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. Christian is uh, is is a unique human being. Thank you. And so, uh, um, Christian, what is your what is your elite level love song? Before we revisit mine, I'm curious. Leona Lewis, uh, Bleeding Love, that's the name of the song, Stone? Yes, sir. Um, what is your, Christian, what is your elite level love song on this Valentine's Day? So I know, Ken, you hate country music. I know oh, that's a fact. Jesus. That's why I didn't play it on these airwaves today. I'm going to go Michael Ray, Think a Little Less. Uh, I, yeah, and just uh, my I favorite love song. song. I, I don't, don't know, know that song. Can you can you bring it up real quick? Yeah. You, uh, because I have, um, I've, I don't know that song. I know I'm going to hate it because it is country music. And also what we're going to do on Thursday, I'm not on tomorrow because I'm traveling with FAU basketball. What we're going to do Thursday, and I'm going to do this because I received a lot of pushback from mm-hmm. a lot of you people after yesterday's show when I dismissed the national anthem because it was sung by Chris Stapleton. And all I here in that spot is country music, country music, country music. So I, I close myself off to it because I despise the genre of country music because it is the simplest genre. Anybody can write a country music song if they have a brain, a functioning uh, frontal cortex, okay? So I will listen to it Thursday on the show, and I will try and open my mind to the Chris Stapleton rendition of the National Anthem just because I received so much hate in my DMs in my email yesterday after the show. All right, what is what is this song, Christian? If you have it ready, let me know. Michael Ray, uh, Think a Little Less. Michael Ray. Mm. Oh, I already oh. hate this. Wow. Like a cigarette. Oh. Who is this guy? Oh, God. I got to say, this is... Ken's biggest flaw in country music... This is, is awful. ...is the fact that he, too could write this exact same song with the exact same lyrics and bring that same energy. Think a little less. Can you could just, without even knowing the song, I'm sure you can match. Yeah, probably. I could just start rhyming things to verses. How old is this song? This is seven years old because this is when me and my girlfriend fell in love <laughs> in <laughs> Hazleton, Pennsylvania oh, in the wow. dorm room. North Halls, the better halls. 
So this is your song with her. Uh-huh. Now, she's Cuban, because right? Because when you're with her, yes. you want to think a little less. Oh, that's sweet. Um, and she's okay with country music? Oh, I converted her when we were freshmen, and she loves it. Mm. Now, now, my wife and I, Carlos Vives, uh, 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 there's a, a lot from him. He is a, a Latin music artist. Like, those are those are our songs right there. Like, her and I share, or Mark Anthony. Okay. Like that, I don't know if we necessarily have, like, a song, but... That's sort of our shared, like, all right, let's go. Let's belt this out. Even the soundtrack from Moulin Rouge, like, we'll belt that out as well. That's good stuff, good love stuff right there. But if you're talking elite-level love song, again, coming off of Michael Ray, and sorry, Christian, I'm sorry to dismiss that, but okay. you're right, I hate it. Um, elite-level love song, I mean, it's meatloaf. It's meatloaf. I would do anything for love. Let's, let's just listen to this man. Listen to this song. And then when it kicks in, listen, it's about to happen. Mm. It is early 90s rock at its finest. Listen to that! Mm-hmm. I mean, come on! I mean, it's not that bad. Meatloaf. Now, despite being one of the ugliest people that I've ever he seen He is in one my of life. the ugliest human beings of all time. May he rest in peace, by the way. Yes, R.I.P. Meatloaf. R.I.P. Meatloaf. By the way, even the food, I don't like it. At all. Gross. Yeah, yeah I mean, meatloaf is not a good food. I mean, that was the food of your era, though. Like, me and Christian have never had that put on our table before. Our parents know better. <laughs> it, it was probably hot. Uh, like, anything that it, it it has to have ketchup on top Ugh. of it, it's a problem. Ugh. Right? But, so, so meatloaf the rocker greater than meatloaf the food. I'm glad we've established <laughs> yes. that. But all the while, in the background, you are hearing the greatest love song that has ever been written, ever been performed. Even our Finnish friend, Anina, who, by the way, is a phenomenal, phenomenal human being who does a great job of serving the fine folks here at the Delray Beach Open, their iced tea, their lemonade, or their pretzels. Anina, our Anina. Finnish friend. Anina, we appreciate her. She appreciates rock like meatloaf. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even raised on it. She's from Finland, for Christ's sake. She's from Finland. So, this is a love song in every sense of the term. Was okay? this played at your wedding? I don't know, actually. Why do you not know? I don't remember. It got very, after we sat down to eat, things got very cloudy. <laughs> in a good way? Right? Now, make no mistake, things got consummated. All right? But... It was cloudy after we ate. It was uh, open bar, margaritas, Ooh. tequila. Mm. We did a buffet. It was a, it was a day wedding. Did a buffet. Shout out to you. Uh, if you're going to get married, by the way, nobody wants like the the, ba- the banquet style like chicken breast. Chicken breast, dry, terrible. Do a buffet thing. We had like mac and cheese. We had uh, a whole bunch of just like nice and easy food, and it was a hit. So that's my suggestion to you. Um, Noted. Sean in Palm Beach Gardens on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Sean? How you doing, guys? Good. So, Great. I, I think, I think what's getting, what's getting overlooked with these uh, greatest love songs of all time is, is uh, the whole genre of R&B. I mean, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Come in, make lo- I'll Make Love yeah. to You is like the best love song of all time. You know what? You know what, Sean? You're exactly right about that. That is an elite-level love song. Boys to Men, an elite-level uh, just R&B you want to you want to find a partner. You want to be intimate. Like that's that's the music right there. I mean R and B as a whole. Like that is the entire you, you job. Invite her over. Maybe maybe you haven't you know gotten too far with her yet. But you invite her over for dinner. You put that song on. Give me a break. 
<laughs> it's a done deal. It's a it's a done deal after that. Sean, you're exactly right. That is uh, that is well said. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, is this a good time to tell you about Dr. Neil Goldhaber? It's a great time. Dr. Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Goldhaber, if you have ear issues, nose issues, throat issues, if you snore, by the way, you want to make your baby happy on Valentine's Day, you have a snoring issue, Dr. Goldhaber can help with that. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. The man, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Thanks, everybody, at the Delray Beach Open. I want to thank Christian Cat Audible Assassin, Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.